Hello, TrillerCast family. Yes, Brock and Dave will have new episodes soon. However, in the interim, I'd like to introduce you to the Driller Newscast, brought to you by thedriller.com. Yes, the magazine. Every Monday morning at 6 a.m., the Driller Newscast releases new episodes featuring industry content on safety, the latest news, and feature stories or featured industry professionals. What you're listening to now is a replay of past episodes. If you'd like to listen to fresh episodes as they drop, you can find them at driller.com every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Thanks for listening, and please like and share this podcast. Hi, it's Brock Yori, the host of the Driller Newscast. That's right, it is. It's Thursday evening. May 25th, eve of Memorial Day weekend, start of summer. I should be loading my truck right now with the tent, that big cooler full of cans of 98% water and 2% barley hops and yeast. But I just spent the afternoon reading 80 plus pages of Judge Alito's opinion on Sackett versus the EPA. And this is a pretty big situation that we've been talking about a lot here on the newscast, and we will cover it fully on episode 64. I think the big points to hit on right now is the judges were all for the Sackett family and their Idaho property and being able to develop it appropriately and build a home. But then we're split five, four led by Alito's opinion that wetlands can only be regulated if they have continuous surface connection to larger regulated bodies of water. Justice Roberts, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Barrett all followed Alito's opinion. Kagan wrote a Occurring opinion that was more on the fact that we've hit an overreach on how the Supreme Court is being used on the EPA. And we saw this with West Virginia versus the EPA. And she states the court, through its recent rulings on the Clean Water Act and Clean Air Act, has appointed itself as a national decision maker on environmental policy and has not allowed the laws to work as Congress intended them to. Because that is not how I think our government should work, more because it is not how the Constitution thinks our government should work. I respectfully concur in the judgment only. Justice Kavanaugh was with the other three liberal judges. And he states, by narrowing the act's coverage of wetlands to only adjoining wetlands, the court's new test will leave some long-regulated adjacent wetlands no longer covered by the Clean Water Act, with significant repercussions for water quality and flood control throughout the United States. I want you to think about the Colorado River being full right now, 
the flood mitigation that's going on, the ephemeral streams that are flowing, how important this is and what needs to happen. And, you know, so Kavanaugh and Justice Sotomayor, Kagan and Jackson were against this. Alito continued with his opinion that the EPA argues that water is naturally red to the encompassed wetlands because of the presence of water is universally regarded as the most basic feature of the wetlands. He states, consider puddles, which are also defined by the ordinary presence of water, even though few would describe them as waters. He goes on to state that the current Clean Water Act is inconsistent and the interpretations are too broad and too vast, comparing our country's wetlands to the size of Texas and California. And going on to state that we need a clearly defined way that the EPA can regulate, that in a better concept would be Congress needs to determine the scope of the waters of the United States. So split by four. But it both comes back to Congress, you know, needs to be regulating this. And this is a big piece because right now we see the Department of the Interior working very close with Colorado compact states. We see how PFAS is impacting different states. Minnesota with 3M, PFAS, all of that flowing is coming from the top of the Mississippi. We see phosphates and nitrates flowing down and creating dead zones in the Mississippi. Right now in my home, Cass County, Michigan, Michigan is expediting new sand and gravel quarries. And are we going to define my parents' family farm as a nexus or as they put those permits in? How is that going to impact clean air and clean water? These are the things we need to be thinking about. And yeah, Congress is a great place. You know, our states should be exceeding our expectations on what clean water is. And on top of that, our nation's capital. Yeah, it's time to realize that Republicans and independents and Democrats, clean water and clean air is bipartisan. And beyond that, what Mother Earth is giving us is important to protect. So I want you to go enjoy those waters of the United States this weekend and be thankful the ones you're entering are protected and think about how we should be protecting them. Because this isn't 1960 anymore. Oh, wait, that's right. Rachel Carson wrote Silent Spring in 1960 about DDT and how that was affecting wildlife and fish. And now we're way beyond that to polyfluoral alkyl substances and C8 chemicals and Gen X that are flowing way more freely than we thought they would. And we can see how West Virginia reacted to that over time. We see the solar farm in Georgia, you know, they had to pay a family $125 million for 
running sand and debris into a recreational lake. It was a bad idea for Sackets versus EPA to hit the Supreme Court. The EPA said it wasn't going to be enforcing this. We took it here. We know we have lobbyists that are going to be advocating on a state and a national level. And I'm sure the Home Builders Association and farmers around are going, this is a great thing to start summer with. But we have to be environmentally responsible. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Let's honor the fallen. And let's protect Mother Earth. Thank you for listening or watching this episode of Driller's Cast. If you would like more content, you can always go to drillerstribe.com, D-R-I-L-L-E-R-S, tribe, T-R-I-B-E.com, or find us on social media at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Drillers Tribe, Drillers Cast, Global Drill Trainer. Uh, You can definitely get into discussions with us and other industry experts, trolls, and um, mud men at any time. The intro to Driller's Cast is provided by Dave Bauer's son's band, Far Under. The intro to Mud Men and other music that you hear on here is licensed through Artlist Music Licensing. And finally, for the Lego Mumbo Jumbo, The View and opinions expressed here on Driller's Cast and Driller's Tribe are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of our employers, companies we work with, or companies that we volunteer to work with. Any content provided by our hosts, guests, bloggers, or authors are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. We have the best intentions here, and it's uh, just like drilling. Things are unexpected, and none of this is scripted. Thanks for listening to Driller's Cast. We really appreciate you. Please like, subscribe, share, and we'll continue doing this for as long as it continues to be fun. Thanks. Thanks.